Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me for this post-game podcast of North Texas and Memphis is Colin Mitchell. Colin, um, do you wear shoes when you do this podcast? No, I don't. Do you? Yeah, I do. What? I don't know. I have to. I don't. I don't have to wear shoes when I do podcasts. You just woke up. Yeah, I know. And you threw shoes on for this podcast. (laughs) I have shoes. What kind of shoes you got on? They're like slippers. They're they're my Nike Roshis that I've had since forever. Those are like slippers. Yeah, they're like slippers. No, those are shoes. No, I've had them for like five years. They're slippers at this point. Very loose, and you just throw mm. them on to make yeah. it feel like you're working. When you work from home, Colin, which I know you you know, you gotta change it up sometimes. I'm barefoot right now, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay all right i uh, can't believe i can't believe you woke up like 20 minutes ago and threw some shoes on to do this i mean i put on the sh- a nice shirt some socks some shoes and but why the shoes when are you leaving ready to go I, i'm ready now just ready to go it helps right. me get in the right mind state colin that's it all right you got your ready to go shoes on all right i'm ready yes. to go ready to go shoes all right colin north texas and memphis yep um I don't remember our predictions. I'll pull them up at some point. I but, won, but it was because of the I prices righted you. So I'd be willing to just push this because I prices righted you. I kind of feel bad. No, it's okay. All right. Well, I won because I said 44, 30, 24, and you said 37, 24. So, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so you're right. But this game went about how I expected it to go. And again, I don't want to recap this game, but basically. North Texas came out and did the thing that we said they were going to do, and they were going to show they were going to show up yeah. in the first quarter, first yeah. half even I'd say to a degree. <clears throat> um, and they end up going to half down twenty to thirteen after leading ten to six at the end of the first quarter, and it felt like the dam was going to break. The game went exactly how I think we expected it to go. North yeah. Texas shows some fight. Uh, Memphis is the better team. Uh, North Texas played significantly better defensively for the most part, I'd say. And then Austin Ani did what Austin Ani does, and the offense just kind of crumbles, and they end up get losing by double digits. Yeah. They end up covering, though, but at the end of the day, there was nothing groundbreaking, I don't think, from this game as far as a um, how it played out. It's just the same old, same old. I think this is the first loss where I would blame Austin Ani for the loss. Because they were in the game, and I would say even I would say from my eyes, playing better than Memphis for the most part of that first half, and then at the end of the second half, or sorry, end of the first half, he overthrows uh, uh, Jire Shorter in the end zone. He kind of underthrows Tommy Bush, you know, later in the in, in that first half, and then you kind of you, like you said, you kind of start to see the wheels fall off a little bit. Because I thought that he played really well. I thought he was outplaying Seth completely during that first half, and then you start to see. The, the couple missed throws, and then it it ends up going into the second half where you get the two pick sixes. Obviously, one of them uh, I thought was or the first one I think was in the first half actually. No, the first remember. one. First one was was second half. I thought. Uh, regardless, I thought that one was fluky. Anyways, um, yeah, no, so, it, was, it was the first. It was it was the right at the beginning of the, of the second half. Yeah. Okay. So that, but I thought that first one was fluky. Anyways, so. Um, but then, you know, you have the other one that was a pretty bad throw. He's, you know, trying to roll outside and he's throwing at the sidelines. So 
there's there was there was a lot of things where I would be like, okay, I would say this loss is on Austin Arnold. That feels tough because I don't think he played bad outside of the turnovers. Um, well, I mean, I don't mean – I mean, he played as we expected him to. He plays as we expected him to play. I mean, but, he literally completed 27 to 49 passes, which is, what, 56%? Yeah, but, but if you're only able to run 102 yards with your four running backs? That's the bigger thing to me is it feels like Seth is trying to have a little bit of a revelation here. In the middle of the season, he's trying to Let's change. See how I let it fly. Yeah, he's trying to go back to what they were, and we saw it last <laughs> what they week. Were were they ever that? With Mason Fine. <laughs> That's true. With Mason Fine, yes, to a degree. Um, also, I threw the ball forty nine times, man. And yeah. I know they got down in the second half, so yeah, he was throwing it more. But even in the first half, it felt like a lot was on Austin's plate, like. I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't know if it's schematics, but they are not looking to ground and pound the way that they did against UTEP, against uh, Texas Southern, I guess, to a degree. Um, it feels like the past couple of games, they've been shifting towards this passing offense. And, well, I mean, that that's okay. It just doesn't feel like it's the strength of this team. Yeah. It feels like this team needs to be what they were last year at the end of the year, where it was like, all right, we're going to run the ball to death. And then try to get some stops. It's inter- now it's interesting. Like Sorry, Austin Oni's throwing for three hundred seventy-one yards. Yeah. And so yeah, he's going to throw a couple picks, and unfortunately, they were returned for pick sixes. The first one, I agree. I don't think that was completely on him. He was trying to make a throw on third and three, and it bounces up, and it's yeah. It's like, okay, what? Whatever. The second one was more so on him, not good. But like those two, and then the bad snap inside the ten that cost Humble. you points. Yeah. Was it? it was, I don't remember exactly because uh, I was watching at the LSU game, but it was a bad snap, right? Or was it wasn't a I'm bad? Pretty sure it was a bad snap. I mean, it was. I mean, regardless, it's a fumble inside the 15 yeah. yard line, so or yeah, whatever inside, it was. Yeah. So, so all that being said, offensively, it was it was weird for me. That's my main takeaway. Is it yeah. feels like this trying to like run it run back the clock a little bit. With right, and I just pulled up some stats over here on the left. Um, so during against UTEP, Austin threw 16 for 29. The 236, and they ran the ball 41 times for 163 yards. Um, but then in the losses, the even against you know, so they get blown against SMU, they still ran it uh, 47 times for 202 yards. Only had Austin throw 34 times, and then against UNLV, again a blowout loss, they ran it uh, 39 times still, and Austin only threw 29 times. And then you go to North Texas, Memphis, yeah, they score a little bit more points, but. Austin throws 20 more times, basically 50 throws, like you said, and then they only run the ball 30 times uh, for 102 yards. Yeah, and it could have obviously been uh, Memphis's defensive approach. I thought he threw it more against UNLV. I don't know, so I was misled on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it could have easily been Memphis's uh, defense forcing Austin Ani to to beat them, which is the right thing to do against North Texas. Um, it was just a little. It was weird. It was weird. That's all. I'll say on that is, is Austin only dropping back and throwing the ball 50 times was uh, something. Did you like it or did you not like it? I, I didn't like it. Okay. No, not, not a big fan. Not I liked fan it at first. Like. I don't know. It, uh, it so felt good. Last until... thing about this. It felt good. Yeah, sorry. The last thing I'll say about this offense is they have all this, you know, talent. And with Jair Shorter and Tommy Bush and yeah. Jake Roberts – and Varkey's gums, I'll even throw in there now that he's getting significant snaps because he was a highly rated guy coming out of high school. Jamori Macklin transferred from Missouri. All these guys, and 
Jordan Smart led them in receptions, Colin. You know who that is? I had no I idea. I, I was looking at that. I had no idea who that was. Yeah. Jordan Smart led them in receptions. No, let, yeah, let, sorry. Let, let them in yards. Roger Burns still had six. You're right. You're right. Let them in yards. Sorry. Yeah. Five receptions for 82 yards. Uh, Rod Burns did have six catches for 58 yards. Jordan Smart was getting a lot of touches. And I was like, who is this? Okay. <laughs> that was first. But then the second thing is they kept trying to get the ball to Kalen Horton. And I know Kalen Horton is yeah. very you know, fast, explosive. The end around confused me. They did the end around type thing to him. Um, the, I They kept, you know, trying to get him the ball. And I was like, okay, you're trying to get the ball to Kalen Horton and Jordan Smart. I, Jordan Smart's transfer from Charlton. Uh, Kalen Horton, I don't even know his full backstory. I don't remember if he's a walk-on or if he's a, a low transfer. Um, okay, no, I'm sorry. Kalen Horton's the transfer from Charlton State. And Jordan Smart is a transfer from UT Permian Basin. So probably a walk-on at this point. <laughs> That's who you're trying to get the ball to instead of, you know, Jay Macklin and guys like that. And so I'm like, this is year seven. We shouldn't be having to rely on guys from UT That's Permian true. Basin and Tarleton. Especially when, so, you have, when you have a deep receiving core like they have. It's not even like you have one or two guys. You, I mean, I consider – Outside of Rod Burns, I'd probably consider everyone else basically the same level, just in terms of what they've been able to give the last few seasons. So yeah, and I don't have a problem spreading the ball around. Like that, that's fine. Like they have, oh yeah, a ton of guys get a reception in this game. Like that's that's cool. But for it, it just was Jordan Smart, Jordan Smart, Jordan Smart, five times for eighty-two yards, and I was just like, wow, okay. Tommy Bush ends the game with one reception for sixteen yeah. yards, and I know they're different type of players, but. Again, one reception, uh, two receptions for Damon Ward, two receptions for Jair Shorter, uh, three for Jamori Macklin. So that was that was just stood out. I, I don't I don't want to say it was a bad thing per se because you know he did his job, but at some point this gets into what we talked about last year, where it's like Rod Burns led the team in receptions last year and he was a, a walk on. So you have Rod Burns, former walk on, Jordan Smart, Tarleton, uh, or I'm sorry, UT Permian Basin, and then Kalen Horton uh, from Tarleton. So at the end of the day, is it really about talent when evaluating this offense? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's It feels like it's more about coaching. When I don't think they were terrible offensively. And um, I thought they had some really actually nice drives. I was actually impressed on a couple of occasions. I think the touchdown in the third quarter was really good. I think yeah, the I like the touchdown. Field goal at the end of the second half I thought was a really good drive. So they have moments. They have moments. But, you know, it's not enough. To, to win this game. And I thought they played well and they still lost the game. So defensively, um, what can you say? I thought they played well. Again, I'll just, I'll be a, I'll be a broken record here. I think everybody played well. I thought the defense was fine. I, I never, I didn't think you'd come in here and say they'd play well in a 44 when they give up 44 points. Well, they didn't give up 44 points. Austin Ani threw the ball to the other team fair. twice. So that's yeah. 14. <laughs> that's and then I, I believe it was a touchdown off of the, the fumble in the fourth. Am I wrong on that? Yes. They ran that in. That yeah. That was Brandon Thomas's second touchdown. Yeah. Um, so I would say. They played That's well in the points. past game, but I did not like the rushing defense. I felt like they got ran over, um, especially if even though they're you know their goal line whatever. Uh, a couple instances, uh, I guess on those two touchdowns especially, it just looked like Brandon Thomas for Memphis just kind of walked, like he he didn't even have to. There was no resistance. It felt like so. I thought their rushing defense was 
was not great. And then Seth Hennigan still runs for 54 yards. There was a couple of times when he got outside the pocket and I was like, why aren't you stopping this guy? Um, and I think that they could have capitalized a lot more. Yeah. You said, uh, you know, defense obviously came up big and, and got him a lot of points. Uh, we can call it 21 points if you want, but yeah, I do. I, 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 I feel like um, on a day that you have Seth Hennigan throw for 141 yards and you pick him off, I feel like there there has to be you have to get more from that. So yeah, Memphis got you know twenty one points from those turnovers, but where is North Texas's points from you know making Seth do his thing and then turn turn making the ball turnover? So yeah, I I think I get what you're saying. It's yeah, you hold a quarterback like Seth Hennigan who had been throwing the ball for three hundred something yards to one hundred forty one. Yeah, you should you should have you should be uh, in a better position because again, let's say twenty one points are from the offense, right? Well, that still leaves 23 points defensively that you've that you've allowed. And um, obviously there was a missed extra point in there as well. So 23, 24 points, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, you should be able to get more stops out of it. I think the, the run defense was was very, um, you know, lax at times. Mm-hmm. I do want to shout out Cam Robertson and Jordan Brown, two young guys. Yeah. Uh, is Jordan Brown is the second or third year, regardless. I think it's third because of COVID year. Yeah, I whatever. Yeah. Let me look. Sophomore, right. he's a sophomore. Yeah, but yeah. I'm at looking to see if the COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, three, three years. Is year three. Yeah, year three, which is crazy because I remember when he was a freshman, I was talking about him, uh, and being like, "Yo, this guy can play." They're yeah. gonna have to get him in, and then last year, nothing really came of it. This year, I'm staying the same thing. This guy can clearly play. I don't know why he's not on the field more. And then Cam Robertson is clearly can clearly clearly play. The, again, there's a reason they were highly rated coming out of high school. Yeah, like th- this yeah. isn't this isn't a fluke. Okay, Cam Robertson can play as a freshman. Jordan Brown can play. Like that guy was good out of high school. So um, I'd like to see them get more. Anybody who says anything about the depth of this defense or the talent on this defense, I think, is incorrect because. You look at these guys, and these guys were coming off the bench, and they yeah. played because uh, Tom Tree didn't play, so that forced Robertson in there. So, yeah, I, I think the defense is is talented enough to be good. Um, again, I, they defended the pass well. I don't think that it was their fault for losing this game. Also. Yeah, um, it really just it, comes down to those turnovers. No, it really does. It's just you know, I, I guess I'm just nitpicking. Like I don't, I don't know if they again. To say that they would win without those turnovers is tough because the last touchdown North Texas scored was so garbage time. Even the second to last touchdown they scored when they were down twenty to forty one, or twenty to forty whatever it was, yeah, was basically garbage time. Even though there's ten minutes left in the game, like you have two touchdowns in the fourth quarter where it was the game was basically over. Yeah, but still, if you don't turn those balls over, I don't know how the game yeah, plays out. Play out. Yeah, the game script goes differently. So. You know, I, I I don't know, but um, yeah, that's that's all from the game. You wanna, I think you, you want to know you want to know who I really love on defense. Who? Bryce Drummond, one tackle. Yeah, shout out the boy. Shout, shout out Lorenzo Thompson Bryce. too. You know, Lorenzo. Um, there was there was a great quick quickly. We don't have to spend too long on this, but there. Do you feel like this roster? is too young or too old 
I don't you think too old. And, I don't feel like too old in college football is a bad thing. I think that's a great thing. I don't think it's too young because I feel like we've been saying the roster has been young. They feel like during COVID, that was the year when we could be we could give do the this roster is young, but they yeah. had the COVID just because they say sophomore. It's basically you're playing juniors at this point if if they played in 2020. So I mean, like we go to, you go down the list right on defense. Katie Davis, super senior. Jordan Brown, third year. Larry Nixon, I feel like I've been talking about him forever. Quinn, Quinn Whitlock. Uh, talking about him forever, He's four-year. Yeah, he uh, Deshaun Gaddy, 2020 again. Uh, who else is on here? Rich Tejada, I've seen him before for yeah. forever. Roger Brown. I mean, you go down the list. I mean, all these are not new names. The, the new names you see on here are Sifa, Leota. Yeah, they're not relying on – and this is my whole thing is they're, they're not relying on – even though last year – or last game I did just shout out Cam Robertson for his performance. They're not relying on freshmen here. Oh, they're yeah. Not no, they're not relying on second-year guys for the most part. So, um, Yeah, these guys have been here three years, but they're just sophomores. Very, very low on excuses defensively um, or offensively for me. So, Well, that's, that's the thing we've been talking about all year, right? Like you get all this talent. We say that you get the talent in 2020 – you have COVID year, and then we say injuries last year, and that's not necessarily on the defensive end. And then you go in this year, you have everybody, and you're still same mistakes, same issues. Um, so, no, I wouldn't say this team's young. I would say that yeah. the, the team should be playing. This should be the year where you're like, okay, stuff should be – if it hadn't already, this should be where it be, should be coming together. Yeah, year seven. Year yeah. seven should be. Well, no, I meant for the guys, but yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, does it, this doesn't change our outlook on the season at all? In what sense? Just in on terms how, of how good they, they're going to be? Uh, I mean, no, because they still turn the ball over. Then it's still like, why doesn't that ha- Why does that not happen against UTSA? Why does it not happen against UAB? Why does it not happen against Western? Um, I mean. I wouldn't say Memphis's defense is crazy better than all those teams, if better at all. Yeah, so, I said last podcast I didn't think Memphis was that good. Yeah, so I mean, if they're gonna keep throwing the ball like that, you better hope Ostinani, you know, gets better because obviously you had to have seen something in him. Now, if you run the ball, then maybe you know who knows. It, it, but you still have to force the turnovers. You have to have a defense that holds other quarterbacks. To 149 yards that are supposed to be good. Now, who knows? Seth could have just had a bad game because I thought he looked not. I mean, I thought he looked awful, for being yeah. honest. Um, no, he did. So uh, it comes down to those things. I mean, like especially against UTSA, you play Frank Harris, who's now coming into his own, and UTSA gave Texas a game two weeks ago. I mean, it's you're still playing teams. You know, it's you're not you're not taking a step down when you play Conference USA right now in terms of three of the games on the on the uh, schedule. So. Well, hey, Middle Tennessee just beat Miami. So. I saw that. And there was another one, too, that was close. Um, I don't remember, but, yeah. Um, Rice Rice almost Rice lost to Houston by a touchdown as well. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that's yeah. what I saw. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the outlook is you still have to win games in conference, and can they do that, especially now with passing? I think you give yourself – you lower your floor. I'm sure you raise your ceiling, yes. but you lower your floor for sure. That I think you worded it really well um, in that if this is what you're going to do and if this is what team is going to force you to do, you have to hope Austin Andy doesn't throw these picks. Yeah. Because – or make these mistakes because that's what Austin Andy can do at times. Like like you said, the floor is lower, ceiling's higher, I think, when you are slinging the ball around. It was a lot easier last year, and I think against UTEP showed it as well. 
If you can just run the ball down people's throats, I think that's what Seth and them would prefer to do with this running back group and this offensive line. But I think defenses would be smart to kind of take away the or load the box, stop, try to stop the run, and then force Ani to beat them. So. Not for nothing on that too. Obviously, when you don't run the ball, defense stays on the field more. And for a defense that's already not that great, you tire them out. Who knows what can happen? So, yeah. Overall, I thought it was a decent performance from North Texas. Yeah. Even though they were down three touchdowns in, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, I saw it was like forty. It was like some forty to like twenty something. I was like, ah, <laughs> that's, that's, that was just just a huge awe moment. Three three um, touchdowns. So I, do I don't wanna, go ahead. Do you want to quickly run through our pick them before uh, we finish up? Sure, sure, sure. Let me get. I price is right at him. Sad. Uh, Seth Hennigan passing yards. I said over. You said under. You were correct. Ayodai carries. We both said over. Both incorrect. Memphis minus 17 and a half. I said under. You said over. I was right. So that's one and one. Sad. And then the score, you were right, 44 to 24. Congratulations. Sorry. I won't price is right you next time. No, it's okay. It's okay. Sure. So you are now winning again, 12 to 11. I, I feel like I left one out of there too, but whatever. Oh, you did. It was, uh, I think it was Rod uh, Rod Burns' inter- or, uh, receptions, but I don't remember what it was. We'll go back and listen to the last podcast. Yeah. We'll go back and listen to it. We'll do our homework. All right. That's all we have. 20-minute episode. Not that, not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah. We'll have an FAU podcast later in the week Thursday again, I guess. Sure. I mean, unless you don't want to. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. We're still feeling. Uh, But, yeah, that's all we got. Thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you all later.